When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Bernard, Mike Molina, and the Hackmaster Ralph Vesham, MD. We will be right back. Kick things off. Michael Lindell will join us in a couple of minutes. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt. Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company, and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Yeah, life in the fast lane. Why are we living life in the fast lane? I don't know. Just uh, feels like it. Something good to listen to. Yeah. Well, I'd like to do the show today, but I got a couple of emails, so I probably am just going to drop off at some point here. Uh, First email I got, uh, John Moore, M-O-R-E, by the way, 
John Moore sent me a message, confirmation of winning lottery. Uh, and I'm going to read it exactly the way it's written. Confirmation of winning lottery. Dear winner opens the attached winning notification <laughs> and contacts your claim agent. Thank you for being part of UK Yahoo lottery program. Signed, Sir John Moore. Oh, Sir John Moore. <clears throat> yep. Okay. So, dear winner, opens the attached winning notification and contacts your claim agent. All right, so i got to do that, so I can't be on the show with you today because I have to do that. But then, uh, just a couple hours before that, well, about one hour before that, Mrs. Susan Reed, R-E-A-D, sent me a, a message. My dear beloved friend, can I trust you? My dear beloved friend, greetings. Please let this not sound strange to you because I am not asking you of money. Sure you're not. For my only surviving lawyer would have done that. My only surviving lawyer. That's what it says. My only surviving lawyer would have okay. done this. How many did she have? I'm not in opening. The first place. I'm not opening either one of those, so I have no Good idea. Good idea. And you should also mark them as spam. Yeah, they're already delete all spam messages now. God. Uh, so uh, just don't forget, a uh, dear winner opens the attached winning <laughs> notification, and my dear beloved friend, greetings. Let this, please let this not sound strange to you. Well, you're walking away. I wish I'm not let. You're walking away from a fortune. Yeah, I'm walking away from millions, probably. I still love the fact that the Onion came up with the Nigerian prince dies with billions of dollars <laughs> stacked around him could, that no one would take. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Ooh, there's a couple of things I do have to read that I gotta I gotta open up. This is a this could be a wonderful thing. The Guns and Hoses charity hockey game, which is pretty cool. Uh, the coppers get together with the firefighters and the guns and the hoses and they have a hockey game for charity and I think uh, we're gonna get involved with that and so is the uh, KQ morning show. Uh, yeah, really, really nice. A great event. Uh, Guns and Hoses charity hockey game. I will let you know when it is and how you can get involved with it if you wish to get involved with it. Um, I also got an email from Chris uh, Catchmark, Doc Catchmark, saying that Sani and Michelle can share deodorant now because they both use women's secret. That's true, by the way. And he sent you an email to this effect. Well, when, yes. did, when did Michelle start using secret? I don't know, but Sani's <laughs> been using it for, for literally 25 years. Why? Well, because know. it was he, the only deodorant in the bathroom. Yeah, he loves it. That's probably why. <laughs> no, he, he just loves Secret. Apparently, it doesn't irritate. See, I can't use uh, antiperspirant. Put me on that because list. The the aluminum uh, irritates the hell out of my skin. Secret's strong enough for a man, but it's made for a woman. But it's made for a woman. So that's exactly right. Pretty much all deodorant is the same. So except for antiperspirant. Well, except, but all antiperspirant is the same, too. It's pH yeah. balance for a woman. Uh, Why would you put aluminum in something that keeps you from perspiring? The aluminum plugs up all the holes, or what happens? Yep. Yeah. It, really? It does. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just great. No wonder. I, ter- I literally turn beet red if I try wearing antiperspirant. Yeah, a I lot know. of people can't. You get, like, a weird rash. I do. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Can't wear it. It's awful. Right. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. It's terrible for me. There's no getting around it, ladies and gentlemen. No getting around it at all. I have not read this yet. Catherine sent this to me. Oh, um, Lammers is Lammer. all wound up about this. Lammers is all wound up Aren't we up supposed about to have Kristen on? Yeah, I'm yeah, going to call. We have on? Mike Lindell on as well. He's on hold. Oh, is he oh. on now? Yeah. 
Mike Lindell, I understand that you can wear uh, uh, antiperspirant because you're not allergic to aluminum. Is that true? That is true, but I'm busy reading my emails here. I see if I got one of those like you got, Tom. <laughs> Mike, I'm telling you, I may not be on the KQ Morning Show tomorrow because either <laughs> Sir John Moore or Mrs. Susan Reed uh, please reads this and... Well, <laughs> I deleted them now, so I can't remember what they said. I finally get a billion dollars. Yeah, well, I'm going to get a billion dollars. For doing nothing. <laughs> Just send Should us $50 to process it. Yeah, send us 50 bucks to process <laughs> exactly. it, and we'll send you a billion back. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, she said, uh, I'm not asking you of money. Uh, my only surviving, if I had a surviving lawyer, they would do that. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> I get a lot of those. You must get tons of that stuff. Oh, I get stuff. stuff. I get, um, I get all these. Send us money, and we'll we'll show you how to market your product. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you do a poor job of that. You never see those my pillow ads. <laughs> <laughs> you never see any of those my pillow ads. You should right. call them back sometime and say, uh, "I've got some advice for you." About yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you should call one of them back and just when they get on the phone, go. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here all night and your neck going. Right, right. And, then just, and then just hang. What up I'd like on to them. do is call. I should call some of them back and uh, say. So what? What's your advice? What? What should I do? What am I? What am I yeah, tell, you, tell them your ad, yeah. advertising budget. You know, back in the faint. day, Tom. Back, <laughs> back in the day when I came up with my first print ad. You know, my first ad was. Uh, they did an article in the Minneapolis Tribune in the business section, and it was just a picture of here's some geek holding a pillow, and and it was and uh, telling this story, and and uh, and I, so I did these print ads with just me holding a pillow and just be, keeping it real and putting, you know, just like that ad, or just, I mean, just like that article. I did. I got articles for, or I mean, PR companies from mostly from New York City going. Did you make this ad yourself? This is horrible. Did you write this? We can do so much for you. You know, we have uh, we have models in our building. They lay on pillows. They're just beautiful. You know, I don't know what you're doing. I go, you know what? I just like branding and pouring money down the drain on terrible ads. <laughs> just pouring it right down the drain. Before we talk about uh, what Mike's on about, uh, it's this Friday, as a matter of fact, I have to wrap myself out to Catherine because she's sitting right here next to me. We were laughing this morning about the time down in Chicago when you were telling Mike Lindell's story to somebody at the dinner. And you said, and it's really hard to believe as successful as he is now. He used to be a meth addict. And he came over and said, I wasn't a meth addict. I was a crack addict. <laughs> Get your substances right. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> he was very serious about it. I wasn't a meth addict. I was a crack addict. Get it right. All the same to me. <laughs> All right, so Friday is a big night. You start at five. The event starts at seven, right? Yeah, the event event starts at seven. You know, it's going to be pretty amazing. Tell us the, all um, about. It. Yeah, it's um, it's at, it's my it's at the Living Word uh, Christian Center, um, where they actually have a Living Free Treatment Center. Where I back in the day when I quit everything, all my uh, drugs, I actually went there two two and a half months later and walked in the door and told the instructor, I said, "Yeah, I said I." I was a former addict. I said, I've got, I have all these um, um, things that God's got in store for me. I'm going to have a platform someday. I'm going to have the biggest company, and I'm going to write a book that's going to help other addicts and change the world, and I'm going to have a movie from it. And he went home and told his wife, he said, uh, you should see this addict that came in. He's still hiring a kite. 
and uh, <laughs> and he's he's actually going to be on stage with me. We're gonna the way this goes. We're gonna we're getting uh, we're inviting everybody there, and it, it holds about three thousand people. We're showing us. It's a short film that Stephen Baldwin, a friend, of, a good friend of mine, uh, he did. Um, and there's a tie between Stephen and I back when we uh, um, when we first met. And then the, so we'll kind of tie it all together after we show this our film. And then we're going to be on stage, and I'm going to be telling my my story and testimony on that race. That actually that counselor, he's going to be there too. We're going to pull him up for uh, for his perspective of what happened back then. And uh, and it's going to be pretty amazing. And I'm going to tell about this new this new app that I'm developing, where we we're getting about a quarter million success stories um, um, of addicts that have gotten set free that don't uh, that aren't uh, that made it through and and you know whether they're a year two years three years sober or straight and and imagine if you're a 22 year old opiate addict and you can go on there this app and and put in your age and what you're addicted to and then and then pop up these stories of hope and I, it's going to be so amazing because I know when I was an addict um, a friend of mine came to me um, this Dick, and uh, I should say his last name, he's probably listening. Um, yeah, I just seen him the other day, but he came to me in, in December of 2008, and, and he came out to me, and he's the only guy I could compare to because he was on, he was a crack cocaine addict. He was the first guy I ever did cocaine with in the 1980s, and, and, uh, but he had been straight for three years, and I had all these questions for him. I go, Dick, is it boring? You know, is it boring? You know, Tom, you and I have talked about that. You know, when you don't, you know, that's one of the yep, things addicts yep. worry about is, you know, is it, is it boring? You know, and uh, so the, just being able to have stories of hope that um, out there for these addicts. And then I'm going to, and then we're going to talk about my foundation, um, basically putting my st- testimonial out there and then letting people aware of this foundation that's coming that we're going to launch in Minneapolis. And, uh, where you 100 percent of your money goes to the need, and you get to hear back from the difference you made in their life, and and um, and hopefully we start a big transformation across our country and helping people. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I, I, it is. I, do you know who Dr. Pete Lalia is? You ever heard of my friend Dr. Pete Lalia from Hopkins Health and Wellness? Are you aware no. of him at all? Um, he is a, a really really good guy. He's he's a, a really good friend. Uh, very generous guy. He gives up his time. When, uh, when uh, the hurricane hit down there in, in Naples, Florida, and all along the West Coast and some of the uh, keys down in Florida, he, he literally took two months off and went down there and helped people rebuild their homes. I mean, he's just that kind of guy, really, really classy guy, really, really right. good guy. Uh, he sent me a, a message, an email. Uh, hey, Tom, hope all is well. A buddy of mine caught the tail end of your discussion with Mike Lindell about the church that needs donations this morning. He wants to donate to the church directly. What's the name of the church or organization that's making this happen? Thanks, Dr. Pete Lallier. So oh, isn't sweet. that wonderful? Very nice. So yeah, just that, by being awesome. on this morning. And you, know, and you know, Tom, it's like that. It's like I think the platform that God blessed me with is basically a media platform to be able to of trust to be able to get these messages out there where the help is needed and you know and uh and just like to get our conversation this morning and then he reaches out to you can you you know can you imagine everybody pitching and everybody doing their part and being able to have the to knowing where to set put your money now where you get where you can trust that 100 percent gets there or the money will get there and you have this transparency and trust brought back into foundations and help 
and a philanthropy which uh, which I think has been lost in, in a lot of ways. Well, philanthropy has been lost in a lot of ways. Everybody, money has become so important to people. It's all they care about. They'll cheat people out of money. They'll do. They'll lie. They'll cheat. They'll do whatever they can for money. And uh, there, well, I mentioned Sally Pillsbury this morning. She just died, unfortunately. She was in her 90s, though. Extremely philanthropic person. Uh, just really a wonderful person, giving and giving and giving. When, and like yourself, you've been, ever since I've known you, you've, you've been uh, giving to people. Uh, Dr. Pete Lawyer is another guy, like I said, at Hopkins Health and Wellness. He helps people out all the time. That's the kind of people I want around me. I don't want these other, ugh, I hate those other people. Like, right, you know, right. Dr. Well, Sir John Moore and said Dr. Sally uh, Reed that, you know, I should reach out to them because they're not asking me for money. They're just asking for I – didn't, I didn't open the messages, so I don't know what they actually wanted because I, I figured they'd get my bank information if I opened the email. Right. <laughs> I wasn't sure. Exactly. I wasn't really sure. Yeah. I, I no. don't know. I think the whole thing is uh, – so, yeah, if, if, if Dawn uh, Dish Detergent – or also known as Don Curtis, works for you over at My Pillow. Could uh, could send me the information. I will pass that uh, address on to Doctor Pete's friend, so he can send a check directly to the church. That'd be good. Um, I also, by the way, want to thank Don Curtis, who were, were what's her actual title with My Pillow? Uh, Vice President, looking out the window. Extraordinaire. I, I don't know. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Uh, so I just want to thank all of our media. I, I don't know, you know, in, in my pillow, we're not into so much into titles, um, but they, uh, she's yeah. she's amazing, as you know. She's uh, she's been quite a uh, quite a blessing to my pillow. Let me just tell you how ama- amazing Dawn is. Uh, Catherine got a, a my pillow mattress for a king size bed, and guess who got to carry that up about sixteen flights of stairs? Way to go, Dawn! <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> Catherine wasn't going to do it. <laughs> Can you hang on for just a couple of seconds? We'll come back and talk a little more. I know you're busy. Uh, can we? You got a few more minutes? Oh yeah, for sure. All right, we'll be right back right after this. More with Mike Lindell from My Pillow, and uh, a great thing happening Friday night. Right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. 
See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Mike Lindell, with us. Did Kristen hop on as well? He's playing her song. That's what I was wondering, playing Hollywood Swinging. Kristen Burt. Kristen, meet Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell, Kristen Burt. Kristen has been on this show from uh, pretty much day one, talking about Hollywood. And Mike Lindell is a former crack addict. And he does pretty well <laughs> now with my pillow. I don't know if you know not that or not, Kristen. Meth. Not meth. Not meth. It was crack. Not meth. Crack. <laughs> You know, you know Ivan actually said that on his show once. He got it wrong, and I corrected him, and he goes, Well, you know, Lindell, I got, we didn't have the uh, crack back when I was doing co- regular cocaine. He says, uh, Anybody get the drug wrong or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that Imus you're talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah. He went off. He goes, well, Yeah, we didn't have uh, crack back when I they, It wasn't invented yet. We just did regular cocaine. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I guess that's crack not losers. math, you know, because he said math, too, at the time. Yeah. And I uh, corrected him on on his show, and yeah, <laughs> made me kind of sad. I saw that uh, Don Imus is going to retire next month. Seventy-seven years yeah, old. Yeah, he is. Wow. He, uh, he actually he actually texted me, and uh, and I didn't know about it until the next morning. And he says, uh, uh, "I haven't heard from you. What uh, did you didn't you watch the news or hear the news?" <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on one of his last shows. Um, yeah, he's what a legend. Tell him seventy uh, seven. All the base seventy seven years old. How and many he, years has he been? He's been on the radio. I think I think fifty five, fifty six years, something like that. Wow, wow, pretty amazing. Great story. He changed the business yeah. for everybody. People like me and sixty eight. Uh, he's he's from sixty eight. So, he started in '68. Yeah, exactly. So exactly 50 years. Well, if he if he retires in June, then yeah, it'll be exactly 50. Well, years. Wait a minute, I, he's only been on the air two years more than I have. Slacker. He didn't, he didn't start. He didn't start in radio until he was like 26 or 27 years old. Then. 1968, and he was yeah, he was 28. That's amazing. I thought he started out younger than that because his show was was huge. But yeah, I wanted to mention that to people because Don Imus inspired a lot of us. Uh, there is yeah. no question he was one of the originals and. Fantastic. The only thing you didn't ever want to hear is he when Don Imus used to argue with Howard Stern on the radio. Oh my God, did it get ugly? Oh man, it was not pretty. You know, you know when I first met him, you know he was a big part of my pillow still being around. You know, I met him in the summer of 2011, and and uh, we had not done any infomercials and stuff. And I didn't. I go to New York City to meet this guy, and I had no idea who he was. And they go. In fact, Jonathan Mason, his manager at the time, was just at my office yesterday in Minnesota, and he and we talked oh, really? about this. And I walked into the walked into his um, in Central Park there, his studio. He'd come downstairs. He says, "Now you're only going to get five minutes with this guy." And I'm going, "Okay, I don't know who he is, and good for him, you know." And I'm, and uh, he comes in, and I go to <laughs> shake his hand. And he goes, "I don't shake hands." And he sits down. And he goes, "What's this all about?" And and I go, and I, did, I said, did you get my pillows? He goes, I didn't get any pillows. What are you talking about? And, and I grabbed it. I said, well, let's say this is my pillow. And I grabbed a decorative pillow off his couch. And I, I start telling him this uh, about the pillow and my ADHD. I went down every rabbit hole, and I'm standing up in front of him, holding my arms up. I said, and they have a 10-year warranty. And then you, you cut it like those strings, like a puppet or whatever. And he looked up at me. And he goes, you're effing crazy. And, uh, <laughs> and, 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 and 
<laughs> and uh, Jonathan Mason tried to cut him off, and Imus says, I want to hear some more from this guy. And I talked for 55 <laughs> minutes straight. And he's still, no. like, he's very, Imus still even talking about that. Uh, now, now, Kristen, Sports it's hard to believe that Mike could talk for 55 minutes straight, Kristen. I'll tell you that. Nah. Very hard to pot, and, pot and kettle right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, he, uh, but boy, the pillow changed him. Two weeks later, he actually did try the pillow, and the rest is history. He just went all in, and and uh, he compared the pillow to the uh, to the wheel. The best inventions of all time. You got my pillow, the wheel, fire, uh, the iPhone. <laughs> and he goes, and not, and not necessarily in that order either. You know? <laughs> God, I'm as, I'm as good as it gets. So, so I just wanted the, the information again for Friday night, 7 o'clock event, but you're going to start at 5 o'clock, right? Yeah, I'm going to be there at 5 and then and they, uh, uh, meet and greet people. And Stephen Baldwin and I both hope to stay afterwards too to, to talk to people and and uh, um, it's going to be an amazing night I, and um, um, testimonial that I'm going to give out there. And, and uh, hopefully uh, it touches a few people. And uh, I, ex- I expect about 3,000 people. I'm kind of nervous, but I'll, uh, I'll um, I'm not, there's something I haven't done before. That's, uh, that's kind of a different thing for me. I'm used to a camera, not a, not a big audience, but we'll see. You'll do great. Going. Yeah, I think you'll be fine. I'm pretty sure you'll, you'll figure out something to say. Yeah. yeah. That's what I <laughs> I got to tell you a quick story here, Mike, because I know you got a million things going. But Stephen Baldwin was on this show about a month ago. When was it, Andy? About a month ago, something like that. Or I might, maybe so. it was feel ball. like it was longer than that. Maybe it was. Might have been before right. Christmas. But the great thing about it is, is Stephen Baldwin want to come on and talk about this great show he does, uh, traveling all over the place and you yeah, know, yeah, staying yeah, busy, yeah. you know. So I, there were rules, though, because I've talked to Danny many times. His brother has been on this show many, many times, yeah. but I'd never talked to Stephen before. This was December 5th. So, oh, it was yeah. December 5th. My God, it was already a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's when he but, went across um, America, yeah. 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 yeah, when he went across America. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. So there were all these rules that I couldn't talk about his brother, Alec. Baldwin. I couldn't even bring up Alec Baldwin. And there are all these rules. So Stephen comes on, and I tell him, hey, would you say hello to Danny for me? He calls me Barnes. He never did. He didn't call me Tom or Bernard or anything. He just called, hey, Barnes, how you doing, Barnes? So I told him a story about how I'm talking to Danny one time on this show, and he goes, hey, Barnes, hold on a minute. He puts his cell phone in his pocket, and he's talking, and somebody's talking back to him, and it's you know a pretty loud, boisterous conversation. Then he comes back and he goes, okay, Barnes, what's up? I said, what were you just doing? He goes, oh, I'm shooting a movie, so I was just doing my scene. I said, you put your phone in your pocket to do your movie scene? So I tell Stephen Baldwin that, and so then he goes off, let me tell you something about this. Alec used to go out, so he brings up his brother, Alec goes, he used to go out and start all these fights, and Danny and I would have to go finish the fights for Alec. Alec, that's the kind of guy Alec is, so I just want you to know that, okay, Barnes? (laughs) So Stephen went on and on and on about Alec Baldwin and all this, that, and the other thing. So uh, I, he probably won't remember being on the show a couple months ago, but please greet him for me if you would when you see him. Oh, for sure I will. For sure I will. Yeah, yeah. He. Uh, All right. Uh, well, in fact, we're going to be in, we're going to be in town on uh, on uh, Friday uh, during the day. If uh, if you want on the podcast, then I'll get him on your on the podcast. We'll both come. Oh, on you got you guys, you guys together on the sure. podcast would be unbelievable. <laughs> the two of you would be. I yeah. love that. So. 
I will okay. talk, hopefully I'll talk to you Friday morning then. That'll be wonderful. Mike, you're the best in the world. I love how much you do for people and, and I'll uh, I'll talk more about that when when you disconnect because I don't want to embarrass you. But you do tons of things for people and I, I I am very grateful to know you and I'm so happy you do all these things for people with uh, the great success you've had. Well thanks Tom. It's always an honor on your show. I appreciate every minute of it. So thank you. And can I say the same thing that I said? You're effing crazy. <laughs> Keep it real. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. Thanks a lot, Mike. Goodbye. Thank Bye. you. Mike Lindell from My Pillow. We were talking about the Kristen's been on since basically the beginning. Uh, yeah, episode 26 was the first time you were on. How, how did we find episode? each other? Uh, I don't even remember. That I don't was just remember like, you know, now. She either. was a random guest. I don't remember either. I think you were hanging out with Jesse Ventura. She was on a show called exactly. Hollywood Happy Hour. Hollywood, Hollywood Happy, Happy Hour. Hour? <laughs> so you're a booze hound. A booze <laughs> hound. Exactly. That's me. <laughs> that sounds uh, just like. Did you guys survive the Super Bowl? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. To tell you the truth, I, I you know a couple of friends of mine are, are Patriots fans, so I was sad, sorry to see their team lose, but. Um, I thought it was a great Super Bowl. Not a lot of defense, a ton of scoring. Was, I liked it was a the, weird game, wasn't it? It was, it was a, a weird, weird game, game. no yeah. defense. But I liked the the ads. I'm one of the few <laughs> people apparently in America that loved the Martin Luther King Jr. ad because it was the 50th anniversary to the day of him making that speech. And I think a lot of people missed that point, that the reason Dodge did that is because they wanted to play it on the day that he made the speech just 50 years later. Uh, so I don't think they took advantage of him at all, and Martin Luther King Jr.'s family has to give them the right to do that anyway. Do they? Yep. And they were happy it, with it's that. It's not public domain? It's not. They were very happy, yeah. Huh. So I, was, I thought the ads were good. I thought uh, Justin Timberlake was fantastic. I love the salute to, to Prince. I love the CGI of turning the entire city of Minneapolis purple with the white glyph surrounding the stadium. I liked it all. What did you think? I thought uh, Justin Timberlake was mediocre. I, I didn't, he didn't wow me. I think we've had like bigger spectacles over the years with like the Bruno no. Mars, Lady Gaga. So it just felt kind of, of a letdown, I guess, maybe. I thought the dancing really? was amazing, though. Yeah, I oh, did. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? A lot of people, at least on my end, a lot of people kind of agree on this that it was kind of a disappointment of a halftime show. It just felt yeah. uh, lo- lower energy than it has in prior years. That's well, Minnesota, lower energy. Oh. No. Well, it is. Minnesota, you guys have an amazing Minnesota's lower stadium. energy. Oh, it yeah. isn't. Yeah. It's a beautiful stadium. Stadium's it's rather beautiful. Did, a lot of people tell me that from around the country that you couldn't hear him at first, that you could hear the music, but you could yeah. barely hear him singing. There was some bad audio um, in probably the first, I'd say, 30 seconds of it. So it sounded oh, okay. almost like you're like, is he lip syncing or is it audio or. And it was one of those things, but they were having some audio glitches, which they seem to have every year in every stadium. Um, there mm-hmm. always seems to be one sort of technical thing. Like, putting on a live show is not easy whatsoever. And, no. you know, no. when you're in a stadium, it, it creates even bigger elements because you've got people, and you're doing a show, and you're doing an athletic event. So um, people need to cut a little bit of slack on the on the people that are working yeah. behind the scenes because they're working hard yeah. for a long time, not just one night. They do. It's true. I, I tell you, yeah, the... The only thing about the Super Bowl that I was upset about, and I think it happened in Philadelphia, so I don't really care because uh, it didn't happen in Minnesota, but a guy actually, after the Eagles won the Super Bowl, got down on his hands and knees and ate horse manure. 
Ew. I thought he, I thought he fell into it. No, he did it on purpose. Yeah, I'm proud oh to be God. from proud to be from Pennsylvania. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then them destroying the city. Like that's another thing that just has to stop. Yep. I don't care what city it is, but it's you guys like pulling down like traffic lights and you know, I saw the Ritz Carlton like canopy coming down. Why were those people up there to begin with? Like you knew it was gonna collapse yeah. at some point. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. I, I don't understand why they yeah, they they greased the uh, street lights, uh, the street light poles, so they tore down the poles, and yeah, it was way out of line. The whole thing I thought was way way out of I line. I guess they have so little. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know. Now, Chris, did you hear about the guy? Oh, you probably, I'm sure you couldn't have heard it because it didn't make the national news, but it, it did make the KQ Morning Show and this show. Uh, there's a guy whose sister was on a bus coming from Duluth to Minneapolis because she apparently lives in Duluth. And she was mm-hmm. sitting next to a guy from Philadelphia, Ugh. riding on a bus coming down from Duluth. And she said, when did you get to Duluth? He goes, oh, I just got here. I just flew in. She said, why? He said, oh, to be honest with you, I thought Duluth was a suburb of Minneapolis. <laughs> no. Wow. He's a smart man. No, by bus, because they stopped. That's got to be a three-hour ride. Oh, it's going to be forever. <laughs> oh, my God. So here's what he did. He flew, and Andy figured this out. He flew from Philadelphia to Chicago to Duluth uh-huh. and then rode three hours on a bus. It took him like nine hours to get from Philadelphia um, to the stadium. He could have yep. driven yeah. faster. Two, uh, two and a half hours. Yeah, he'd have probably driven just as quickly. Yeah, he I know, just hop in your oh, car God. and spend the money on gas. Oh, that's This guy's awful. sister said... When he said, I thought Duluth was a, a suburb of Minneapolis, the entire bus started laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> there is such a thing called Google Maps as well that yeah. helps yeah. you when you're yeah. planning your travel. So well, that's not the uh, smartest or pencil in the pack. Yeah, and if you're on Expedia or something, it says Minneapolis or surrounding airports. They're not going to send you to Duluth. But it's the... No. <laughs> no. It's just a full expression. That's like sending me to San Francisco Airport. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. Right, same thing. Makes a zero. It's just a full expression of the flyover attitude for this uh, part of the United States. Well, that's true. true. Yeah. Yeah, Well, well, now he knows. How about Pink taking her gum out right before she sang? It was a throat lozenge. It was a throat lozenge. Yeah. Yeah, it was. She even tweeted that out. It was a throat lozenge. I guess she stayed out in Wyzetta, where where Ralph lives. Oh yeah, well, oh, so did JT. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. We had a little sighting out there. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll, we'll be right back. That's pretty out with there. Kristen. It is gorgeous. Be right back, Tom Bernard. Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable. Stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. 
That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Ladies and gentlemen, riding a bus from Duluth, Minnesota to <laughs> Minneapolis, Minnesota. And also, Kristen, you spent, how much time did you spend living in Minnesota? Um, about two and a half years, two years, yeah. Two and a half years. Did you yeah. see what CNN Travel did? No, what did they do? CNN Travel said that St. Paul was a neighborhood in Minneapolis. Oi. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> they were not happy about that, I'll tell you. Wow. There's more evidence that 90% of the country doesn't even think of uh, anything but New York and L.A. Yeah. as, you know, We're just flyover. Flyover all the way, flyover. Well, it's like they screwed. missed that day in fourth grade when geography was the main subject. It's like, Again, what are you doing? another thing you can Google and look up on Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I get if it was, you know, the 70s and... You had to like have an encyclopedia or something, but even then, there are computers everywhere now. Like I don't even know if I could not have a computer around me to Google something, and right. especially if I was CNN uh, Money or whatever yeah. you said, uh, CNN Travel. That's the one. God, ask Siri. I mean, how hard is that? Yeah. Ah. Uh. Ask Siri. Siri will tell you. It's absolutely true. So Kristen, Catherine saw Sully. I did not see it, but Catherine saw Sully and loved it. Oh, that's a great movie. It's such a good movie. I had no idea they put him through all that stuff. I mean, it's a, what was it, out in, it's at least three years old, maybe? Yeah, I want to say two yeah, or three years right. ago. Um, and yeah, but it's I didn't. Such, it's such an amazing film. It's such an amazing story, you know, and the fact that it's real, it's all true, it's real life. The fact that this man kept his cool, not only through the accident, but yeah. post-accident, yeah. um, is really yeah. a tribute to who he is, like wh- what his character is and what his integrity is like, because, man, I would have lost it. <laughs> not only well, flying the plane, he, but also in the investigation. Yeah, and he had to be away from his family. He had to be in New York for how long while they were Months. dealing with this? It was, yeah. it was ridiculous that they didn't give totally him a break ridiculous. to go home and, yeah, and calm down and... I, and I constantly, like, was... questioning him, like, why did you make those decisions that you did? And you're like, you know what? He saved an entire plane full of people. You don't have a casualty yeah. list at all. Um, that's really the story at the end of the day. I understand that they have to do the investigation because they have to. But at the same time, they almost made him, a, like, the enemy at times. And I was like, wow. Yeah, they did. Not the bad guy in this. Yeah, it was really good. But there I... was one part where we started laughing a little bit because they were like, 
Okay, so we've brought in aviation experts, wind experts, uh, nautical <laughs> experts, bird experts. We're like, bird experts? Bird strikes are very common. I know, but what do you need a... Yeah, what do you need a bird expert for? Sometimes I just thought that was so funny. <laughs> well, no, when he's on yeah. trial and Tom Hanks turns the tables on him, like, you know, they have the... Uh, people go through it about he asked him and they how many times did you test this theory out and it's like 30 times and he's talking about he only had 30 seconds yeah. you know right. on one time right. you cannot prepare yeah. for something like that no and right. the fact they that were he like made setting a clear him up to fail. yeah the fact that mm-hmm. he made a clear-headed decision in that moment is really unbelievable because i know i wouldn't be that clear-headed no I'd oh i think you're freaking would be. out completely I'm pretty sure you would be. Thank God it was him with all of his years of uh, pilot experience and not somebody that just started two years ago. Right, right. Right. So he had military training as well, didn't he? Yeah. And he also was a trainer, I believe, as well. Yeah. That goes a long way. It goes a long way for preparation like that. You're right. It is very nice. So the stuff that's coming out now, Kristen, there's a isn't there a like a spooky horror kind of film coming out that's supposed yes, to be really good? I saw trailers for it. I can't think of the name. Of oh, it. The Strangers. Did you see that? Yeah. The, no, yes. the Strangers. It's called. No. The Strangers. Did you see that during the Super Bowl? Yeah. Did you ever oh, see the original Strangers yeah, were... with Liv with Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman? Yeah. So they're doing a reboot of it, and I saw the trailer, and it looks incredibly scary. And that, the well, original like Stranger, scared the living daylights out of me. No, that's not Emily Blunt, is it? No, are you talking about the one where everyone's silent? Yeah, what is that called? Um, oh, and her husband, and John Krasinski directed. Um, yes, exactly, exactly. Yes. That's supposed to be yeah, really good, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. So they're not allowed to, um, A Quiet Place is what it's called, and they're not allowed to make any yep. noise. If they make any noise, the demons or whomever will come and attack them, and of course, their kid, like, knocks something over. And then they live in fear. That's going to be terrible. Way to go, Andy. Way to go, Andy. Typical kids knocking stuff over. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Making noise. The, the strangers, the strangers, and a quiet place. Those are the two we so should definitely see. What else is that? Come out until April. Um, oh, okay. And then the strangers, I believe, is coming out in March. Though that's coming out sooner. Okay. Didn't um, and I'll tell extremely... you, the, it's called Pray at Night. Pray at night. Pray at night. What's that? The Strangers Pray at Night. It comes out March 9th. Oh, oh I see. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. It's a good cast. We've got uh, like... Christina Hendricks is in it and Bailey Madison, whom I love. So they've got some good people in it. I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. What Andy? are you asking, Andy? I'm just Googling the Strangers thing. Um, oh. We saw some movie where they were in a forest and couldn't make sound because something would get them, right? And it was That's like, a not quiet very place. good. No, but this was like probably two years ago. Oh, it was. They were like they were all in a cabin and uh, they were having nightmares about like oh. throwing up black stuff. And then they went outside and they couldn't make any sounds. Yeah, there was like it was really oh, not good. Yeah, there was some sort of virus. <laughs> it and was really not good. <laughs> Everybody was, was killing each other. What the heck was that stupid movie? I don't think any of us remember the title. I don't. I do not remember the title of that. Yeah, but yeah, it sounds very similar. But so, is there any talking at all? I know, at least in the first part of the movie, for A Quiet Place, there's nothing. There's, like, no dialogue. They're, like, kind of pantomiming. And so, there's just so much silence, which I think lends itself to some of the suspense of the film. Mm. So, you know there's going to be some uh, loud jump scares, then? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Which are the things that get me. That's the stuff that makes me, like, scream, 
squirm. <laughs> I'm the I'm the person that will scream in the theater. I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, does your husband like scary movies? Um, he doesn't like them. I don't really like them, and I will make him go to them because I feel like I want to see them. And then he's like. And then in the middle of the movie, I turn to him and I'm like, why do we go see this? Why? Why did you take me here? And I start doing that. And he's like, you wanted to go, him. so we came. Yeah, I blame him. And I'm like, I don't want to see this anymore. And he's like, no, we're staying till the end. We're here at the movie. <laughs> and I have to watch the you whole what's thing. Amazing about, what's amazing about that is most couples, one of them does not like scary movies. Like, Catherine doesn't like scary movies. I do. Uh, our daughter, Alex, loves scary movies. Her husband, Dan, does not I've never a lot of a lot of couples like that where one person likes them and the other person doesn't. Oh, someone in the chat says that the movie we were thinking of is It Comes at Night. Oh, It Comes at Night was horrible. That's right. it, yeah, it, yeah, the movie was with uh, Joel Joel uh, Edgerton. Edgerton, yeah, yeah. That movie yeah. was that movie sucked. That movie was terrible. It, it just nothing happened. Right. Ninety percent so of the movie boring. was nothing happening. Yeah, you're like, is this, is this the apocalypse? What's actually happening out there? They never explained anything. Yeah. It just was like, we're afraid of something, and we're not going to tell you what it is. Now, <laughs> Kristen, I, we did not watch uh, This Is Us, the Super Bowl edition, but it got what, like thirty or twenty-seven million viewers. It did. It, it did extremely well. It was so funny because I had a, I saw a few people on Twitter, and they're like. I don't know why they chose to do This Is Us after the Super Bowl instead of, like, a big funny comedy or, like, a big action type of um, show or like, even a competition show. And I was like, you know what? Cause they were like, this makes everyone cry. But I was like, you know what? We're in an era where people need to cry. There's so much going on in the world. I think for some oh, people, like, This Is Us is very cathartic. I love the show. Yeah, a lot of people really, really like that show. A lot. I, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Kristen, because... I've gotten to the point now. I can't. I can watch very little television because people, uh, people spewing hatred all over the place, and actually enjoying other people's misery. But that is so annoying to me. I mean, there are there are these news shows, and it's it's both parties. It's Republicans and Democrats. Oh, they they just love it when the other party's suffering. Uh, it's disgusting to me. Yeah, Twitter is a cesspool of that. I like. Yeah. kind of like go in drop my tweet and go out like i've been scheduling tweets a lot now too because i'm like i can't even like handle reading my feed of what everyone is saying right. and yelling at each other it's yeah. annoying and people are even fighting over football you know um, pe- people upset that some of the you know philadelphia eagles were very religious and that you know of course they're bowing down to god but they're not bowing down to the uh, the national anthem and you know that whole oh, argument god. again and i was are people saying that they weren't watching because you know, they don't respect the national anthem. and They can't stand the NFL anymore. And just the, the fighting of that back and forth, I was like, it's the Super Bowl. Like, let's just give it a rest today. Give it a rest. Yeah, but, yeah. By coincidence, this morning I talked about it on the morning show. If someone's an atheist, a complete non-believer, I support that for them because it makes them happy. If somebody yep. is a believer and is not shoving it down my throat, but they believe deeply in God and they pray a lot, I'm happy for them because it makes them happy. Why could I possibly care if you're an atheist or a true believer? Good for you. Either way, it's fine, right? Exactly. I was like, live the way you're left the way that works for you. For some of the players, I'm sure that their faith helped them through the big game, of course. I don't think God won the, the game, but <laughs> I do think well, that it's important for them. 
I know, but I was like, God wanted this for us. And I was like, so God didn't want the Patriots to win? Like, wait a minute. But you know what I mean? Like, I do think that if yeah. it gives them strength and, like, comfort and, you know, trying to focus, that's super important to someone. Yeah. And whatever I, that is, other people meditate, fine. you know? Who cares? Yep. My favorite poster, and I'd li- I got to get a <laughs> copy of it, and then I got to send you one, too, <laughs> is the split-screen poster. It's at, at a diagonal. On the top of the screen is a guy on his knees in the end zone praying to Jesus, thanking him for the touchdown that he just scored. And then the bottom of the poster is Jesus (laughs) sitting there with his feet up watching hockey. (laughs) (laughs) I just love that. That's (laughs) awesome. Sorry, I can't hear you. Sorry, Jesus is not a fan. Sorry, Jesus is a hockey fan. He doesn't watch football. He doesn't like football. No, all of it. You're a Democrat, you're a Republican, you're faithful, uh, you're an atheist. As long as you're happy and don't shove it down my throat, I'm happy for you. Yeah. No matter what, if it makes you happy, good for you. Just leave me out of it and life will be grand. Right? Exactly. Exactly. I wish politicians would consider that and that leave me out of your dealings. Don't be telling me what to do here, what not to do here. Don't be, you know, don't be taking an undue amount of money. Don't be doing this. Don't be doing that. Just get out of my life. Move. Get Mm -hmm. out of here. Get out of it. Get away. Well, and I also find with politicians, the ones that almost like preach too much or like talk about they're the family values guys, blah, blah, blah. They're the ones that get caught with like the hooker or they're the ones that get caught in the extramarital (laughs) affair half the time. I'm like, just it it is. And it's like you really, I mean, if you want to preach family values, you better be living that life. And I I mean that honestly and sincerely because I'm like, in this day and age, there's too much gotcha media and you will get discovered at some point. Your affair will be found out. So live that life that you're speaking out in every single speech. You know, what's really funny about that, Kristen, is about uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was uh, a person who works at the uh, in the same building as us at a different radio station, but we own the radio station, right? I don't know when people are going to figure out that everyone has a cell phone now and can record video. Everybody out there can record <laughs> video because I got three copies of this guy bad-mouthing me when he was drunk at a bar. Why, why would you even think of doing that with the, the people? I mean, saying these horrible things because you know somebody's going to video, make a video of you doing it. What are you thinking? He's drunk. He's not thinking. Well, you better start thinking. Not thinking at all. No. It didn't really work out too well for him. Let me just point that out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I you mean just he send your people. He didn't get fired or anything like that, but it was suggested maybe uh, hit the spin cycle, a little spin dry cycle. Yeah. How about that? But I don't know. I just, I guess that's why I like doing this show because I, I, no matter what you do, as long as you're not bothering anybody else, you're not hurting anybody else, I don't care if you're, if you're religious or you're not, if you're political or you're not, if you're black, you're white, whatever you are, I don't care about your orientation, your gender. Again, Martin Luther King Jr. said it best, and I, I'm, I say it every day now. It, this is, it's all about the content of your character. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. That's it. Isn't that a wonderful thing to think about? Yep. It is. Really? And it's an easier way to live your life, too, honestly. You know, like oh, raise yeah. your family the way you believe and what you think is best for them. Don't worry about what other people are doing. True that. Kristen, it's all, your hour goes by very quickly. It's unfair. But I'll be back next week. How about that? Oh, we will look forward to that. Thank you very much. 
You bet. Have a great one, you guys. You too. Kristen Burt, entertainment reporter, living in Los Angeles, but on our show since episode, what did you say, 29? 26, I think. Episode 26. She's been on for, what, over 1,200 episodes. Uh, we're on 1,318 today. Oh, so almost 1,300 episodes. Once a week, mostly. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll be back with Tom Bernard Show.